it, it it drives me nuts that Slack is so bad though, because how can they can it still not be responsive, and how can it still not have a dark mode, and how do they think it's okay to put Google emojis everywhere? Ugh. I have to say though, as a user of both, well, Teams, Slack, and HipChat, I am glad that I am able to remove, or shortly will be able to remove one chat application from my devices. Mm. Yeah. I definitely think of Teams and Slack as different. I think they are, I think they're different things. I think the way that they work is different. They're like different approaches to the same problem. So I don't really see them as being... Competing. Yeah. Uh, Well, well, I I do. I do. We would, you wouldn't, like for us, we would never run Slack and Teams in our business as for the whole company. But I, I, I see that Teams for me scales for for the kind of, so for instance, like, you know, we've got our platform engineers, and then we've got the actual teams channels, but then we've got things like being able to name private chats, like the delivery team stuff is like, you can't, it doesn't, it feels more integrated with teams than it does with Slack. Like, you know, where you've got all these plugins that kind of work, the little bar at the bottom, the, the way the threads work, right. Is mm. I, I was, I was against that initially. I was like, how, what, what the hell? And now when you get used to it, it makes way more sense. Like, like yeah. that whole thing that we were doing at the weekend was all just in one thread. Yeah. Right? It and it's just like, oh. Mm. Whereas if someone had to come back to that channel at the weekend and just had to scroll all the way up through it. Scrolling, I mean, scrolling is a problem. Scrolling is definitely a problem on Teams, but they both they both have their own problems. It's mitigated by the threading. We, yeah, we've discussed this in the past where we've said that Slack is like, you know, Slack has its problems with responses and stuff, but so does Teams. Slack is really, really, really good file sharing and image related stuff and you know you know it's pretty silly hip chat will not let me take a photo from my phone yeah. and then upload it and it's like i said that what? and teams is really weird about it like some things um i've seen with files and like slack is the one that slack does really well with so th- uh, photos and videos and stuff mm. like that i do i do enjoy that true but, True, but Teams is going to get better at it. I mean, right now, downloading oh, files, oh, I mean, anything to do with one, files. The biggest one we can all agree on, I think, is native notifications. Native notifications. That still drives me noti- absolutely mad. Yeah, the ones the ones in Teams are terrible right now. They, they, um, they like, stack on top of You saw that downloaded one I tweeted yeah. the other day. That was ridiculous. That was when I was downloading those images from oh, that yeah. thread. Um, but yeah, just like the way and the way it, um, sometimes quits itself and then launches on a different virtual desktop. That's irritating too. Yeah. I do get a bit like confused as well about Teams's file replacement stuff because it works differently too. And I, I, I get, this is just me not sometimes uploading stuff without thinking about how Teams is using this stuff. But, um, yeah, like. Uh, Slack, you can just oh, here's all the files, and it might you know it'll duplicate them because it doesn't really know about copying instances. Like it's all unique. Whereas Teams, seems like it'll if you upload the same file, even though it's slightly changed, it will ask you to if you want to replace it or keep both, and then it'll do the whole like append thing, like it's a yeah. file system, which I well, guess it is. Yeah, it exactly, uses yeah. it uses uh, OneDrive in the back end. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I I feel like it could be smoother. Like, f- feel free to use OneDrive in the back end and have it so you can browse all the files. That's useful, but just make it seem as if it's seamless. Like I'm just, you know, 
adding it to a conversation in the same way that you do in iMessage or something like that. So if I share the file with you, Jules, in, in our chat, and then I share it with Jordan, is that in, in the back end? Is that one file? Yeah. Because it will ask you to replace it. Yeah. See, that's yeah, confusing to me because... Uh, like and and what does does everyone have access to that file? Like how does that no, work? No, they're no, they're in your OneDrive and then they're shared out. It's oh, weird. so it's against my 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 Hark emails OneDrive. Yes. Mm. Ah, I didn't know that because there is that like shared file listing in in like a room. There is there is the file section. Yes, that's different. So that's actually, that's for the channel, yeah. Okay, so where's that stored? OneDrive. No, but who's, like, because... Uh, the team, the team's, the team's OneDrive. Right, okay, yeah. okay. But this is the really annoying thing. If I go through RAD, I see tons of, like, you don't know how... Because it, it stores, it, it's just, it, it's just does weird stuff with your AD and it makes it a bit, like, worrying for me because, like, you'll see, like, people from external domains in our Active Directory... That's that's caused by SharePoint, actually. Yeah, but OneDrive for business is SharePoint, and vice versa. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I meant not Teams, but yes, yes, yeah. it is. So, so when we share files, and this is another thing that's really annoying, is that the defaults for like sharing files directly from things like Office is like, oh, anyone can see this from outside of your domain, and I don't want that to be the case because one of our guys will share a file and he'll send me the link and I'll be like, right, control shift N in Chrome, check it out. Oh, look, it's now, there's just this link that's now available to this file in our, mm. and by the looks of it, they don't have default like timeouts. Like you, you have to manually say, okay, this link is available for 30 days. And I, I just, and that whole thing is like, how many files has he done that with? And how do I find out? And also how can I just shut off access to like, Public. All the files, yeah. Do you, yeah, it's, uh, I, it really stresses me out, and that's why it can I get, be done. Yeah, it can. Yeah, be, you can but it's that. just it's something I have to think about. Why can't they just have share by default links that mm. are organizational only? I don't. Yeah. Today, I want to talk about the workspaces and and your desk and how we uh, like them to be because. I basically, I'm recently going through a change or there's a change at coming and I will go through that in a minute, but I, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing right now with, with my desks. And I've got like, I guess technically I've got four desks in various different places. I have two main ones, I think. Um, and I think that we something that we do quite often is that we we tend to think about our, our working space and how we like it to be and the typical stuff we have there. So, are you guys are you guys ready to talk about this? Yeah, four. Yeah. So I have. So I have. Right. I have the one that I am at right now in my house in in the north of England, and I have the one in the office. Um, the the hawk. HQ office. I also have one in an office down south, and I have uh, one in the house down south as well. Of course. So the one, the one in the house down south is is right now. It's just got like a power cable, a chair, and one of the one of the items that I always have on my desks, um, which we'll we'll get to uh, 
um, on it. The one in the office down south has a display, the similar thing that they all do, um, and a cable. And then I take down like a mouse and keyboard and my computer and stuff. So the main, my main desks are the one I'm at right now uh, in my house and the one at Hark HQ. Doors, you have two. You have the one at your house and the one in the office. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, yeah. So I have one uh, in the office and um, one at home. And I, I, now you say that, I'm just trying to think, which one do I think of as like my main desk out of these two? Because I kind of think of them um, it is, differently. Yeah. So the thing is, like, it's funny because I think as my desk here is like the main desk. Here at home. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The one at my house is the main desk. But I probably, uh, to be fair, I could probably spend like equal time with them. But I typically, or a, a, a typical person would spend more time at the desk that they have in an office that they go to work. Yeah. Because, you know, that's yeah, seven hours I think, a week, whatever, minimum. I think I'm the same, actually. I think I think of this one as being my main, my, my main desk. And I think I, I probably would feel like if this, if this desk at home, like changed in some way or wasn't available, that would probably bother me more than if the desk in the office wasn't, you know, available. Because in the office there are other desks around. I could yeah. sit at a different one, um, you know. So I, so that that it doesn't feel like it's mine as much. Whereas this mm. is this is my desk. Um, but yeah, I th- it's interesting as well because um, both of them. I feel productive at both of them, but I think sometimes I feel more productive at my um home desk uh purely because there's no there's no other people kind of like yeah around me i i do agree like and also i have more things here that i don't have the ones like the, the stuff yeah. i have stuff around me and as some people could say that's a distraction but i just like there are things that like there are my my my, my podcasting gears here and i know that this room is set up so i can do this podcast so i can't but i can't go and do that in the office because there is people or the room's not set up for that stuff so it's like Certain things I have to do at home. Um, Jordan, you have three desks. You have the, the two down south, like me, one in the office. And right now you don't have an office properly or a desk in your house. Yeah, I mean, thanks for stealing my thunder there, but but that's exactly right. <laughs> well, you can um, explain. That's, that's the thunder. Go. Yeah, I mean, so I don't have, obviously as you just said, a desk at home, which bothers me and also doesn't bother me at the same time. I can't work out. Sometimes I'm like, I really want a desk set up at home. But right now, there's not as much space as I'd like there to be to get that proper set up. And also, I'm never here anyway. So it's kind of a bit like, it's a kind of a moot thing right now. Like if I do, I'd probably mm. spend very little time at the desk here. And also, you know, you don't want a nice desk. It, it costs money and I'd rather put that money to something else for now. If I'm only going to get it to, to use it once every week, if that, um, I'd say my main desk is my desk at, at the Hark HQ office. Mm-hmm. Um, but then down at the house down South, my desk down there is just a desk. There is nothing on it. It is completely blank. It's just a chair yeah. and a desk. Which I actually really enjoy, um, mm-hmm. but but then I have the exact same setup as my hark desk down south at this, uh, you know, at the office down south. So I like it is pretty much exactly the same. The only difference is that on my 
park desk, um, I have some ancillary things like a paper tray for putting things in for the accounts people to take out of my desk when I need them yeah. to go and take stuff out, right? That's it. And I'm fine with that. I'm happy with that. It means I don't have to think about it. I That setup is just a... Um, you know, one of those large gaming mats that kind of oh, go across the... Dude, don't steal my thunder. He's stealing my thunder oh, now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I don't uh, have one of these mats, so you don't steal my Right, so, yeah. so just on this, right? So th- the thing that I, I didn't mention specifically, but mentioned that all my desks have, is one of these large gaming mats. And the reason I got it originally is because my desk that I have here is a custom, like, built wood, um, reclaimed wood desk. So it has, it's made of separate parts of wood that are not all flat. And to smooth that out and to make sure that I can have like a mouse and a keyboard on it properly, I got one of these mats. Ever since I did that, I've had them at every single desk I've I've had. So every single desk Could I have. In fact, I also have these. why? So, so for one, like, so this desk isn't flat, right? It's, it's, mm. there are I get it on that one, flat. yeah. Okay. Okay, so we'd, we'd have to explain that one. But to smooth that one out, that's why I got it. That's the original plan. Hmm. Then the the feeling of using the, my, my mouse on this desk is much nicer than using it on just a flat, hard surface. Like, it softens everything, and it feels much nicer to me. I think I, I think I just got it. So is it is it just like using a really large mouse pad? I, the, the difference is for me that one, like... It's kind of like a like this is the space that I am working in, and it's like a boundary of like you know there's this soft it's nice and soft and warm, right, so you just like this is where I put my arms or I put my keyboard and my mouse and stuff mm. it's it's really weird to explain, but yeah, once you get one, like I think it makes sense, but it softens my mouse was the original well the original plan was to soften the sorry to move out this desk. Then I realized how nice the mouse feels on it. And then I got into this habit of being like, look, I've got this really large space. And obviously the, the desk is larger, but that's all the outside stuff. But this space is where I'm working. And this is the space that I try and keep clean or, yeah. you know, like uh, empty. This is the only thing I'm doing right now. So if you write in your notebooks, do you put that on that mat? Yeah. I get it. So it's that's like the little the little working area inside of it. Yeah. This is like, this is where you, if you had lots of papers, this is where your papers go as you work on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it like, cause it, cause you're not working on a hard surface, like you've got this little softer, nice, you know, cover, like everything just feels a bit warmer and not as hard. <laughs> so, yeah. So for me, the, the reason I get it is just because it makes it, my elbow hurts on hard desks. Cause you know how I, we like, I, I don't, I'm kind of like usuals. I don't use my mouse like to the right of my keyboard. I use it like in the middle. I am like, like at, 90, as well, at yeah. 90 degrees. So it you, you have to, there's very little action to get from the hand to the keyboard. Fine. But it means that you, the elbow is kind of always kind of on the desk. And I found yeah. that I wear, I, cause I wear t-shirts most of the time. So my elbow is always out. It's always like chafing against the, the, the whatever hard surface it is. Yeah, and uh, that—that's basically the primary reason that I do. You, yeah, I don't wear. I don't tend to wear t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I did because um, it's been warm uh, this last week. I was wearing t-shirts or in the office on Thursday and Friday, mm. and my elbows noticed it. 
Yeah, so this is the thing. So, so are we, are we talk, we're talking about because Jules, you wear t-shirts, so you don't wear because you... no, he wears a t-shirt and then underneath he's got like a long sleeve. Top, yeah, so, so it looks like shelled. So it looks like shelled from the big band theory. It's, it's lot. It's the sleeve status. Yeah, right. uh, well, it's just yeah. elbow elbow covered. Like if you were is wearing it, a long sleeve t-shirt, that, you'd probably that kind of covers my elbows. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that if you were wearing a t-shirt with long sleeve t-shirts, you'd probably be okay. Uh, so it's more. Yeah, probably. It's more, it's more the sleeve status, not the, you know, it doesn't matter. Anyway, carry on. It's, yeah, it's the fact that he's got sleeves, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's pretty much that, and the it just make, helps the mouse work better. I mean, I will, I, I'm not too precious about working inside that space. Um, the, the difference, there is, like I said, I am the most, I'm the most boring here. My desk setup is pretty much exactly the same in both offices purely because that's how I want it. Like, you know, I don't want different types of desk. I just want the way I work to be the same in the two places. So that's the mat, the large, the large mat, my surface sculpt, uh, not surface sculpt, the, the Microsoft sculpt wireless keyboard, the black one with the, um, the mouse, the ergonomic the mouse. Yeah. With the hump, a surface, a surface hub and a 4k screen. And that's it. That's it. And I'm done. Essentially, my kind of history, I think we've mentioned this in the past, but I used to always use like multiple displays. Even when I had a 27-inch iMac in a place I used to work, I had a display on that as well to the side. Um, after getting, I got the 28-inch 4K display that Jordan just mentioned um, for my desk at home because uh, I wanted the space uh, of like one single display. And then I got the iMac um, and that display, I think, went to the office. I'm not quite sure. Or I stopped using it. Um, so I, I started to have the 4K display at work and it's the iMac at home. Then when I was doing my kind of like refocusing around the iPad, I moved the iMac to the office because I realized I like, you know, I've got this great display and great computer. I want to use it the most. So I took it to the office and then my desk at home kind of became this like, you know, I could have, I had space for my iPad most of the time, but just my laptop and I wouldn't really tend to use a big display there because I didn't have one there and it was actually really nice so having this like Jordan was mentioning about his his, off, his office in the house down south is his, his desk is that it's like this kind of empty space where you not necessarily just empty but this space where it's kind of open and free and it's more about you know notebooking or using the iPad and not you know big screen keyboard and mouse um hmm. Now that I have the iMac back at home, because I have to use, well, I was editing, I had to go, like, when we were, when I had the iMac in the office, I would record here and then upload it to OneDrive and go to the office and edit. But I ended up bringing the iMac back for some reason. I think we took it, I took it away or whatever. Um, And it's been sat on my desk for a while, and I don't have that space for the iPad anymore, like putting the the iPad back where the, 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 you know, the iMac display is. So I looked into getting a corner desk and realized that because my desk is already one part of a corner desk, I can get the guys who built it to build a, an extension. So I have ordered a a kind of corner desk extension to to my existing desk, and that's arriving in probably like one to two months. And this is kind of what sparked this topic for me is because I am currently thinking about how I want this space to be. And 
I, you know, I'm still working that out, but, uh, you know, I think it's quite an interesting topic about how people have their desks and how they like. I definitely want that, that open space for the iPad. And, mm. but I also need that space for the iMac and maybe another display for a different computer like my laptop when I need to chuck that up and work on that machine. I'm not sure, but. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the whole open space idea. Um, in in the office, my uh, my desk has a 4K screen on it uh, and a keyboard uh, and a mouse. But at home, my desk uh, does not have uh, an external keyboard. I do have a mouse, um, but I don't have any screens either. So I, I, right now, I've just got two uh, Surface Books sat on here. Yeah, now, having two two machines of the same size isn't necessarily the the most ideal thing, but that's that's kind of a that's kind of a separate thread. Um, but having having uh, the whole area as a large space that I can move things around on it mm. is great because you know having it without having uh, previously I had a, an arm on here and a, an ultra wide screen, and of course that always took up that corner of the desk. Yeah. So there were kind of limited choices of, of where the keyboard would be. And it, it felt like it was a static, you know, just part of this desk. But if I took my computers off the desk now, it would be uh, almost empty. Um, except for the things that I have in the uh, kind of on, on one side, um, the the entire space. And it is a kind of corner desk mm-hmm. uh, mind because it's got a bit of a an extra bit on one side. Um, but the whole thing would be completely empty because there's no other kind of, you know bits on here apart from and these 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 recently came onto my desk they were they were recently so other places um but the so i have the the surface dock uh the, right. the kind of the the brick part for that yeah i have a surface charger next to it because i'm using two surface books so i have two chargers <laughs> um originally that charger was on the floor but um Due to the fact that I kept having to go and find the cable because it because it, every time I unplug it, it the oh, cable kind yeah. of falls. So I just put it on the on the desk, and that's fine because it's got it's also got a USB port on it anyway, so that's actually quite useful. And then I have a Raspberry Pi. Um, so I just basically have these these three black boxes on my desk, and then the microphone uh, attached to the side. Yeah, and there's nothing else on it apart from a um, you know a, a, essentially a beer mat for my drink to go on. Um, that's about it. I'm not saying that this is my ideal, perfect setup or anything like that, but it just seems to be the position that I'm in now where it's, where it's empty. And I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I, I do feel like external screens are useful, but, um, until I get, until I have the ability to get one that has touch and, uh, digital ink, I just, I just don't feel like it's mm. worth me buying because my, my screen broke a little while back. I don't think it's worth me buying another one. Not not because, you know, I can't afford it or there's no good ones out there, but to get one that's, you know, has the features that I really want, which is touch and ink, um, there's nothing really on the market right now. So I, I definitely, um, I'm definitely going to kind of wait on that. But um, having the space is great. So I'm I'm assuming when you have your corner desk, you basically want one area that's, that's just empty, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you can put anything there. Yeah. The question is, is that the long side or is that the, is that the, cause I, I, I guess one's going to be longer than the other one. No. So the interesting thing to add about this is that essentially it will be like a square missing 
a smaller square, if that makes sense. Oh, right. So this is a 170 by 66 desk. Um, what I'm getting is a 104 by 66. So essentially, if you take either side, it's 170 to 170, where there's the shared square in the back. So okay. so the technically, the each side is equal, but there's that bit in the back that's the, the bit that's kind of shared. Um, this is probably the worst way to explain how Connor desks work. Um, but... I I don't really know. So I think that the majority of through the like through the week, if I've got my iMac, if my iMac's staying here the majority of the time now, um, to which I still don't know what I'm going to do in the office in in Hawk HQ, but we'll I can work on that. Um, I I do like through the week. I don't really need to use my computer as a heavy like development machine or something that I'm working on for hours. So I need that space through the week majority of the time to do whatever it is that I'm doing that may whether that be notebooking or, you know, sat in OmniFocus or sat on my iPad. And that's where the open space works. It's, you know, it's like, Oh, I need my iPad. I need my notebook. And you just swap and, you know, chop and change these things. Um, I do. Yeah. So I think that maybe in, in the actual corner bit, if I sat in the corner, like with the, yeah, I'd probably do that as like the open space with the iMac to the left where it is right now against the flat bit and then i think that across the right i might have another display like over the far side of the right for plugging in my laptop if i need to plug that in and work on that because i've got something on it that i mean there's no real reason why i couldn't just work on the imac but maybe you know raspberry pi again um like these are these are thoughts i have also the 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 large mouse map thing is a problem here Having only two sides, like if if I so I think about it as being the left, the middle, and the right. Whereas if there was only, so that's sorry, that's a problem when it comes to the mouse mats because I can't have these three of these size mouse mats that don't overlap or have some weird cutout areas, and these are oh. genuine problems to me apparently. Uh, <laughs> but if I had two, yeah, I wouldn't have that problem. So maybe maybe I you know. I don't have two displays and I just have one for the iMac and the right side is the thinking space. Um, the, mm. I will be actually using the middle as um, the podcasting area in general because I want to put my boom arm in the the middle and have that pointing in that outwards. Corner. Yeah, because because it, it takes up a bit of space, doesn't it? And that that the thing with about a corner desk is that that kind of the the the, the corner in the middle, the one that's kind of furthest away from you when mm-hmm. you sat in the middle, that's the best place to put. Well, that's where I used to put my monitor arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a good place to have that kind of thing because it's, it's not really dead space, but it's not the best, it's not optimal space for using to actually get work done. Yeah. So I just wanted to point out that um, I don't want to go like this. this is, we, we made, I made a note about audio gear. There's not really much to say. I don't want to go into podcasting gear, but the Rode PSA one boom arm is the, uh, the best one I've ever used. And is way better than the cheap ones that, you can pick up that have like exposed springs and stuff. The Rode PSA one is solid. And the benefit that I found of it is that it sits on the desk. Whereas the majority of uh, boom arms that you get for cheaper, they sit at the back of the desk, which means that you have to move the desk away from the wall. And I don't, I don't really like that. Um, Yeah. You lose a bit of space, don't you? Yeah. So another problem I'm also thinking about, and I know I'm just going on right now is the, the iPad in general. Like I don't always want to be looking down at it. And I feel like this problem isn't solved yet, where having 
uh, you know, as a Visa Vesa mount for the a display is like a, a common thing. That's a very, very well solved problem to the point where you don't notice them once you've installed it and it's just really helpful. The iPad has a few options. There's one that is like the cheap boom arm exposed spring stuff, but I don't want that. And I have one that is kind of like a, you know, a gorilla, is it gorilla pod or like the, the camera? Yeah. Like things. There's one like that that I have in the office. But again, it it's very um, unreliable. Sometimes if you bend it in the wrong way, it won't stay up. It doesn't, it seems very like tough as well. So you can't really feel that good of it. And it doesn't go as high as I want it to. So the, the iPad in this area is going to be interesting because I don't always want to be looking down at it. And I'm not sure how I'm going to solve that problem yet. That is just something that I need to look at. Oh, another problem that I have as well is charging. So mm, I don't charging. I don't feel as though this problem is solved either. And I used to have like I would have um you know like a five port USB hub uh under the so under my desk I've installed um like cable racks basically. So every cable is basically tied to the desk itself. So I can move the desk around if I want to. Um it's also much cleaner on the floor. So I would have one like a you know a five port USB thing on there and then i would put like you know a lightning cable up and a you know a couple of lightning cables or whatever and oh i need to charge this thing that's usb c or my you know micro usb or whatever and i would do it that way but i found that like i've got these headphones that are is it micro usb or yeah yeah and then you've got the raspberry pi and you've got uh gopro stuff which is a red one for example but gopro stuff is like um mini usb um, oh, is it? That's a shame. That's a shame. I, my my microphone is is a mini USB. Yeah, so like, I don't really want to have decide like pre decided ports, and then it's like, okay, so where do I if I just put this over my desk, then it's going to be you know ripped around. It doesn't stay in one place. And right now, it's it's sat against the wall, being squashed in the corner by my uh, Harman Kardon uh, soundstick sub. So it's just staying in one place, but only by force. And it's really hard to reach and like plug stuff in and out of because I have to like push it down and then pull out. You can't because otherwise, if I if I just try and pull a cable, it'll just bring the whole thing up. So there's like this problem of charging where I don't know what I'm gonna do about it either because I want somewhere I can, some way I can reliably charge stuff or some place that it'll work and have kind of like flexible cables. Like that I can oh I can drag mm. this one over here. And then, you know, put it back and it'll go back to its its holder or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I get you. So um, my my kind of setup for this isn't isn't that great, but um, it, it kind of works. So on the right-hand side of my desk, which is the smallest end of my corner desk, mm-hmm. um, that is where the Surface Dock, the Surface Charger, the Raspberry Pi is. But also that's the side that my power socket is at. Mm. Um, and I basically have, uh, the, the way, the way that mine set up is that I've got a four way adapter on the floor. Um, and let me just actually count. Yeah. So, so the, the way I got this to set up is cause there's a, there's another, there's another power splitter like under the desk, you know, how you said you've got, um, like Cable a cage racks. for your, yeah. 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 I, so I don't have that. It's like a netting. So mine's come from Ikea. It's got like netting underneath mm-hmm. it. So I've, so basically my, my four way adapter comes from the top of my desk and then goes down onto the floor. And if, 
So at the moment, the Raspberry Pi is plugged into here as well as a charger. Yeah. But if those things weren't plugged in, it, that that four way is essentially empty. So I can plug anything into it at any point. So mm. um, until the Raspberry Pi was added, it was I just had four empty sockets there. Which means that if I use any, previously I used to use the fast charge by Lumia and stuff like that. Um, it was better to use a socket rather than a USB port. Yeah. Um, but what this means is I've basically got multiple power sockets next to me and multiple USB sockets. And I just keep them all, I keep all my chargers in a bag. And when I need them, I just pull them out and plug them in. It's not great, but um, keeps at least clean. I know that this, yeah, this little area, I can, I can charge all the things here. Um, it's, it's actually interesting you mentioned that because I, I didn't really think about that when I was thinking about my desk, I was, I was thinking about how, um, you know, how I want it set up for productivity to, you know, to be able to write, to be able to yeah. use a computer, but that, though, that kind of stuff is definitely, um, important too. It's, it's just cause yeah, like if, if you don't have this, this system that works, for, it sounds really weird, right? You can have like a charging bay in which you just have. Like if you had a second desk, right, that was a little bit away and it was just a mess of cables that you could then plug things into when you need to, or, you know, plug this here and that, that'd be fine. Like if that's what you want to do, but yeah. I want to try and keep my desk quite clean and simple and I don't want to see that many cables, which is why I try and keep them all in like the, the part that you can't really see about the desk, which is underneath and right at the back. And then like, I don't want to have like, a cable coming out here and oh this one's always plugged in and it's available but it's never actually used and i just don't want to have these things around and then oh this cable oh, i need to switch this one out and i don't want to be able like i don't know if, like i don't mind if i have to keep plugging things in and out and like route them i just want a way to manage that and i also i just don't want to like have to oh this cable's too short i don't I, it yeah. just seems it seems comp I don't I want something quite streamlined basically. Yeah, well you want to you want to reduce any kind of cognitive load on on stuff like that that doesn't matter in your kind of base work work workspace like you said yeah. earlier. It's not really just about the desk, it's about the workspace itself. Um but I think for, I never really thought about it but I think perhaps for me because of the fact that by default I have these empty sockets and it's the wires that you can put away. I feel like my actual desk setup is nice and clean, but the, but it's in use now, which is why I literally have a uh, an Apple Watch charger, a USB mm. charger, and a Lightning cable like sticking out of these things right now. But um, because that because by default, uh, you know, the, this all of this can, can be empty. Like I think of the empty as the default state. It, it doesn't seem to bother me very much because I could just unplug all these things and put them away. I don't personally i don't like i do not when i'm working at the desk i don't want to have to go to the the underneath the power sockets like personally i i try and stay above above the the water and so to speak and uh which is why like i have the the five port usb thing up in the top of the desk the only thing i tend to will like will will go underneath for is when i'm like oh i need to charge this laptop so i'll just plug this in under here and i have uh, so I have a, you know, like a standard um, a five six port uh, power. What do you call them? Power extension cord. Is yeah. It's not, yeah. So one of those, um, actually in the rack, and that holds things like the iMac power, the Sound Six power, um, you know, light power, or whatever. And then I've got one that's bolted or 
kind of strapped to the one of the back legs that um, is used for, oh, I need to charge this thing. It's ad hoc. It's not staying on the desk. So I can quickly like, oh, I need to plug in this laptop charger and it goes there, which is pretty handy. Um, but in general, I want to stay above above the above the, the desk. So I want a way of, I, I would like a way of being able to plug in this USB here and then, all right, that one's done. All right, unplug that and put it back in, in the bag. But this this kind of like in a greater way, it's not just organizing charging cables and like the US where to put the US USB brick, but it's more like I've got I've got this like pouch. I've got these so a couple of things that I take everywhere with me is I've got this pouch of like all the things that contains my MacBook charger, USB cables, extra, you know, dongles and headphones and stuff and then i've got my my sony headphones and i've got my notebook uh my notco seed case and like when i come home like i will put those on my desk and when i go to the office i will put those on my desk or you know if i'm planning on using them um and i feel like i have nowhere to put these when like oh i've put something out i know i'm gonna have to put it back in one of these so i it's on my desk and this maybe i'm just like maybe i'm going overboard with this but I, I would like a like a place to organize these that's kind of out of sight, but it's it's like that's its home when I it's in it's in use. Yeah, I get that. Um I I mean right now on my desk I have my notebooks, uh my Kindle, I've got a game a game controller, some headphones. These these things are they don't live on my desk, they kind of get moved around. Yeah. Um they're on my they're on my desk right now and I'm okay with it. Um but I think my notebooks tend to live in my bag. If they're not out, they actually live in my bag anyway, the bag that I carry to work. Yeah. But, but like, I guess it's, the notebooks is fine because, like, I'm I'm often using those every time I'm doing something anyway. It's more like the pouch, like the headphone, um, you know, the, the Sony headphone case that it comes with. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm using these headphones so that the case is on the desk and it's like, I don't want to put that into the bag because I'm going to have to go get it again. So it's on the desk. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have a place to just put these things. I don't have like, um, I don't have vertical space. I don't have vertical holding or anything like that. You know, it's all, it's all just across the desk horizontally. Yeah. And that, that seems like a bit of a problem to me. Yeah. Maybe some kind of shelving or something like that. So, so in my office at my home office, I have mm. some shelving behind me and that's where I keep my um, my paperwork. I've got uh, two file faxes, some small um, kind of notebooky type things, my field notes, uh, um, a Starbucks cup that I keep pens in. So I have those kind of things like just just behind me, so they're easy to get to. They're kind of out of the way. So if I'm looking at my desk, then they're not in sight um, at all. Um, now I think you're, you've got quite a nice like backpack that you use and you kind of take around. I think Jordan, mm. I actually got the same backpack as Jordan for, uh, for use for other things. But Jordan, do you, do you keep all of your stuff in your backpack at all? To, cause I, cause you travel around quite a bit. Is it all in your backpack if it's not out being used? Yeah. So my, my backpack pretty much contains everything and that's where I keep everything. So it just makes it easier for, for, not having to worry about forgetting things or packing because I'm out all over the place during the week or for multiple days on the on the go. So I don't like forgetting things like adapters, for instance, or iPad chargers. And to the point where I have this um, 
I've got this case with all my wires in, but I bought a five port USB hub, three or four different types of uh, lightning cables. So it's a really short one, you know, long ones, um, an extra like plug, Lindy plug socket, you know, Lindy uh, plug adapter, which is one of those foldable like British UK plugs that go to kind of clover. It all goes in my bag kind of flat and then everything just lives in there. Um, I recently took out all my notebooks, like all my pens and pencils and stuff like that, because <laughs> I don't use them anymore. Like I'm yeah, a digital, digital. It's all digital now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it works really well because I used to be one of these people that would like not really prepare to pack when I would go on long trips, and that got easier and easier and easier. And now I just mm. pick up my backpack in the morning and I go. Um, the occasional time is when like I might be using my iPad the evening before or my laptop right. or whatever like that. Then I'll come downstairs because I don't yeah. have a desk. So my laptop is usually downstairs on the table um, here and I just pick up my stuff and I go. Yeah. I, I, just to add in, I, I do this thing as well. And like, the, I wouldn't say that things necessarily live in my bag, but that is where they primarily go and they're all in pouches or like easy things to pick up. That's all collected. So I put things back in those pouches and the pouches go in my bag so i know that every time i have everything i need yeah i mean i'm less like that i'm making a purpose like i say a purpose effort it's it's one of those things it's like when you get into a habit after about 18 months like it it's no longer a habit it's just something you do you, you know i mean you have to concentrate on it yeah that's what i that's what i'm saying like i i know yeah. that for example like i get a usb cable out of the, the pouch right and when i'm done with it i put it back in the pouch the pouch goes in the bag and so I know I've always got true. stuff with me and it's just out of habit now. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, true. I mean, I don't really take any of those USB cables out when I'm at home because I've like I've made a purpose effort to buy a ton of cables. Right. Uh, so, so like, really, the only time I ever get those things out of my backpack is when I'm on the move. Um, so that black wire case, which is actually, Andrew, you, you lent <coughs> me stole that. Um, <laughs> yeah, stole, stole it. You stole it. Lent me it. Stole it, lent me, lent, lent, I, I lent, lent you me borrow it, it, and then you lent went, me. oh, I'm going to take on, this on, now. And on, in, on indefinite else. borrowing. <laughs> on indefinite borrowing. Um, I have a, no, I have will say that I will put a link into the show notes of the cases, the, the pouches that I have now. And not to kind of ch- on yours, Jordan, but uh, these cases that I have, the, like Bubum ones or BUBM ones, are really, really nice and soft. And there's a couple of sizes that work really well. So I take those mm-hmm. around, and I pref- I do prefer those. I'll put links in the show notes. Yeah, they they're nice, and I've considered getting them. I just need to make they're sure. Not like, expensive either, like twenty quid for three. It's it's not it's not a, a money thing. It's more of a I have this setup right now, and it works, and I'm quite content with it. Yeah, like, I I think this was a nice addition. To be fair, I got this. I got I got them because I wanted the larger one because the larger one would contain the Ergodox keyboard that I was taking around. Uh, to between the north and south and um i wanted something to put that in and then it turns out that the the smaller one is really good for putting the minimum requirements for me going to travel like a um you know a, my apple watch charger and then the middle one is the one that i can take and put in my bag and it has everything i need to work mm. it's great like something i have considered doing is more recently i so i have i have two sets of those beats x wireless bluetooth headphones um and the reason i got two is because i would be on the phone all day on hands-free and it would last six or seven hours and it would die mid-conversation or so i would have another one but more recently i've been using the apple do you know 
do you know, for calls, just the, the wired Apple AirPods, Air, uh, Air mm-hmm. just because sometimes it's a bit easier than, like, I, I, since the latest operating system update over the last kind of few months, I feel like the stability of I was forced the to wireless, yeah, the stability of the wireless, like, Bluetooth stack in iOS is just not, I don't know what it is, but it just seems to not work as, as well as it used to. Um, so I'm carrying around some AirPods and I've got like little cases for the, for the AirPod, uh, sorry, AirPods even. But the, the thing I'm getting a bit concerned about is that the fact that I, you know, I've got this iPhone, I'm on it all day on, on calls or whatever, and it's dead by the end of the day. So at, at work, right? Like at Hark, where I have a, like a charging plate on my desk so I can be, have something plugged in and still be charging it at the same time. Great. But I'm considering getting a charging plate and sticking that in my backpack as well. So if I'm ever on the move and on the phone and I'm sat like at a coffee shop and I need to charge my phone and be on like hands-free at the same time and not use wireless, I can hook up to like a, bat- a charging plate to a battery pack and then just have it sat on there while I'm doing my thing. Um, so that's a, a possible entry to my backpack. Like like set up slash putting things in there. Um, but yeah, it just comes back to that whole, like everything that I, that I take in my backpack, I, I, I have at least this like a second set of stuff that never moves. Like, uh, like I, most people do this, right? Like, like I have like spare Apple watch charger that just stays in my bag all the time. And then my, on my bedside table, I've got the Apple watch stand there's like three iPhone lightning cables downstairs, one plugged in near the table that's hooked them to like, you know, one of those USB plug sockets that is like built into yeah. the actual socket wall. And then on the right hand side, there's like a two meter cable of the on the right hand side of the sofa. So you can like be sat on the sofa and like drag it all the way over the sofa if you need to like charge your phone on the sofa. So there's a lot of like that, but it's kind of hidden away. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm quite content with it. I kind of, this backpack I've got, you know, I wish it had a bit more of a compartment. Like it's got quite a lot of compartments, but I kind of want more. But then, if I'm, am I overdoing it? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what kind of compartments would you want? I think I would just want. I would want uh, to be able to. So I've got obviously my. I, I would want one more compartment to put like. So I would like wires in mm. one compartment, then just general like stuff like it might be inhalers because i'm an asthmatic it might be like a pen and a pencil it might be some papers it might be some bits then i want my laptop and my ipad kind of isolated like they are now i mean maybe i'm just overdoing it but it was just a bit of a it's a bit of a hmm. i i have like fallen in love with the bag that i got i i was like oh this is a this is a risk to take but it's actually worked out really well because um it allows me to so imagine everything in my bag is in these these pouches or cases like that that they come in. So the notebooks they're in the not co case. I've got a pencil case. I've got the pouch that has all the stuff in, and I've got my headphones case. When I put uh, the only thing that's not in the case is my laptop actually. Um, the what goes in my in my bag is is like I don't really I think about what section it goes in and not necessarily having compartments for things to go in. And I have at the front, I have this this smaller slot, which the Notco fits in. And I've got then my iPad and like a, a smaller, uh, sorry, a larger space that fits the 13-inch iPad and a keyboard in its case. And then I've got this big space in which goes my pencil case, 
the pouch and my headphones and then at the back is my laptop so pretty much when i'm at home for the weekend i take everything out of the bag and it's not a case of like having to empty a bag like you know there's there's coins at the bottom everything's always kept inside these things so it's always like really easy to do and I've really, really enjoyed that. Like having those, that set up with those compartments or those areas that things go in and then being able to remove and add things without having, you know, oh, there's a pen at the bottom of the bag because the pen is will be in the pencil case or the notebook case, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, my my bag's significantly smaller than um, both of you guys' bags. I did get one the same as Jordan's for if I do uh, more... Mm. kind of traveling for work but for me it is it is from home to the office which is like a you know a five minute drive and um so i i don't tend to need that much in it it basically has the, the computer itself some very very small usb cables so a, a really small uh a micro usb a really small lightning uh, uh a SD, couple of sd cards and things like that so there's not there's not much in there um and then obviously my notebooks and uh, you know the Surface Pen and things like that. Um, so mine is mine is significantly smaller. But what that means is, uh, if I was to just take my bag and go somewhere, I don't have a charger for my Surface in it. It doesn't really work in those situations. Mm. But as a bag to hold the things while I'm sat at one of my two desks, it's it's absolutely perfect. How do you guys feel about lighting? Lighting in the in in, in your office, yes. in your workspace. Yeah. Um I can't really answer this question. <laughs> Why but, not? Well, because he doesn't have one. Well, so this is the interesting thing. I've never had a problem with any lighting in an office that is, you know, with other people. But in but it's it's a problem in like personal offices with, with you know, one person working in it. Because I guess we've got overhead lights that seem mm. fine. But at home, yeah, it's it's because it's, it's a shared space. It's, I think it, uh, in the office, I think you feel like you've got less control over it. But I think in your own space at home, uh, it opens up a, a more options. I think you, there's it? a there's a time of day thing as well. And the majority of the time throughout the year, you're in the office and it's light outside. Whereas I am trying to control light inside as well. Like sorry, mm-hmm. when it's light inside, when it's dark outside, is the majority of the time I have um yeah you know so well I'll, I'll tell you what i have in in my uh like home office um and I'll, I'll i'll kind of maybe tell you what i would like uh to have so i have two main light sources in the in my home office one is the overhead light uh, and the other one is a lamp by the side of my desk and it's in that same corner where all the stuff is so it's um it's it's kind of in the the, the wires end of the desk mm-hmm. and that is a uh it's it's a warmer kind of glow lamp and it is one that you can change the levels of so you can have it quite low uh, and you know a, a low kind of warm glow or a highish warm glow and then the lamp that i have on uh, above me is one of these uh like ultra bright uh cool light ones so it's like it's, it's like a sunlight style bulb in comparison it looks really 
Like if, because right now I've just got the warm one on. If I was to turn the other one on, it would seem bluish. Um, and the re- the reason for that is one is uh, more relaxing, um, and just a general kind of background light. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the main light is this uh, is kind of keeps you awake. And I found that in the winter, it was absolutely fantastic to extend the kind of useful uh, light yeah. by having this on. It's also worth mentioning that in my uh, in my home office, I have uh, curtains across the windows. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I do have another window that's got like stained glass in it, but um, and and light does come through there in the morning. But as a general thing, like the the curtains that go across my windows uh, kind of black it out. Yeah, this is because it's at the front of the building, and I don't really want people nope. to kind of see in. Um, so all of the light in here is 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 basically done by those two lights, and I'm I'm happy enough with it. Sometimes it's a bit of a problem because I don't have multiple light sources, and I do think that when I'm specifically when I'm taking photographs uh, for Instagram, uh, desk of jewels, if you want to follow me there, um, sometimes I can't quite get the lighting that I want, but it's it's okay for now. Ideally, I think. This for me, like my, my office would be the first room that I get something like the, the hue lights in. And I know, you, you know. Yeah, I'll take um, place after. Yeah. But, but uh, I think for, for me, I would like to have that in here. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it is on like having hue lights. And I actually, when we just said we were going to talk about workspaces, I just, I did a search through my uh, OneNote for mm-hmm. the words kind of workspace and, and desk. And I found stuff going back to, I, I found some quite interesting notes that I made in um, 2015 and some more in 2016, where I was talking about kind of ideal uh, desk setups. And in there, I did mention that I would ideally like to have hue lights, but then I'd also like to have a standing desk and yeah. other things too. And I don't know where it fits on that scale. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the current setup now, apart from one extra thing, I do actually have mm-hmm. like an additional light source right now, which is kind of like a light source, uh, because I was messing with my raspberry Pi that has the sense hat on it and it's got a load of LEDs. So <laughs> that doesn't count. So it does. It does. Because when, when I turn off the lights, it's dark, it's, right? Yeah. 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 When I turn off, when I turn off the lights, it's, it is still illuminating the room. So I'm kind of counting that. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, but. I I do have the hue lights in this room. The that's why. I, wait, I'm just looking around. Apart from you, just any got the, displays, the, the ones that change. Does it change color temperature? So I have the colored ones, which are color temperature plus any color. Uh, in in pretty much, I think all of the rooms in my house, apart from the kitchen, uh, and the bathrooms. Um, basically, I have two. So I have two lights in in my office. There is a uh the the main room light and a lamp the lamp has actually been put on the shelf above the my desk now because it was taking too much space on my desk and uh the the lamp i have requires a lot of space on the base and there's no actually there's like a it doesn't do well with flat with non-flat areas so i put it above and it kind of shines down shines down i used to always have it in a warmer light setting However, now I have two scenes set up, which is work and just like general office, you know, warm, I think I call it warm office. Um, I do think though that the, the, like you, yours must be a much higher lumens or something because these lights aren't, like they're bright and they're white, but I feel, I feel like your lights that you have in your office are much brighter. 
they they the the, the Philips one. Hue bulbs the Philips Hue bulbs are not that bright yeah like like they they're just not um that's that's like a bit of a downside like I have mine on right now I might um I'm sat in my living room right yeah. now and I have two bulbs in two lamps at two ends of the living room it's not a huge living room but it's fairly spacious and it's pretty dark in here um like it's it's like you can't I wouldn't say you could use them to you would need a few bulbs in a in a small room I would say if you mm. want that kind of brightness level to be you know like I want it quite dark or I want it really bright um it, it's it's a lot better in the evenings where yeah, like you want yeah. that that's like the, like that's but, why I, like, but in I don't, general I think that the white light effect that Jules has in his room is is definitely not matched by the one that I have it's still white light but it's not it's not it's not as as bright simply but yeah i mean in terms of the color temperatures you can get a l- various different color temperatures on the hue you just can't get that brightness it's like if you've got like i've got like a 1200 lumen like 3000 kelvin or 3600 kelvin or something quite a quite a light quite a bright like daylight type bulb and that just mm. completely dwarfs all my hue bulbs but it's not a hue um and i use that occasionally but that's to get that daylight effect I do regret kind of investing in Hue and not investing in Lightwave RF instead and getting switches. And then I'd be able to control the bulbs because... Uh, yeah, well, I've, well mm-hmm. no, no, no. I mean, I get I get why you would say that, but... So I've got Lightwave RF and Hue. And the Lightwave RF is great for your like main lights, right? It's great for your main lights. You want to turn your main lights, you want to dim them, you want to... But the color, the color, the Hue light color thing is and the fact that you can fade it in uh and out yeah. and i know you could do that with some of the the kind of the dimmers but well i don't i don't use them. any colors like the only ones i use are i use white and i use warm like just so, dimmed so light. you don't use you don't use any colors at all no apart from like warm dimmed light and white mm, so so i mean i don't have any colors in but, my well, office there's no, but, there's but no by my television i do I, I we have um we're at the right at the moment I think there's like a a teal glow coming from the back of the television and then an orange like by the side of the television in the living room and I think I would do that in my office if I had the option to do that in my office I I would probably like I I I don't know I'm a bit weird with color sometimes like I get I can get bored of it and I don't want to I guess you could change it but I mean I'm like perfectly happy and I mostly prefer just white light which is why at the back of my tv uh until it fell off i had a white light strip that would go across the back of it and that was like that was great like i really liked that okay just another question for you just out of interest Mm -hmm. while while we're talking about lighting if you were to have um kind of like a brighter white light in your in your office yeah are you are you aiming for that kind of uh really kind of white uh uh kind of bluish end of the spectrum yes or you want more of that orangey kind of candlelight style uh my bedroom i want the candlelight style right because that's like the place i go to the office you want the the office is working and that's yeah i i okay i spend to be fair i spend whenever i'm in my house i'm in the office like unless i'm quickly going downstairs to cook or i'm sleeping in my bedroom the majority of the time i spend in the office and like i never use my living room it's really weird um but 
Uh, yeah, the majority of the time I'm in here and I'm doing something where I'm, I'm probably want to be awake because when I want to go to bed, I'll go to the off. Uh, I'll go to the bedroom, which is dimmed mm. and and candle lit kind of style. So, I mean, as as you as you know, because you've used things like um, the the night. What's it called on night shift? Night shift on on iOS or nightlight on on Windows. Um, the the blue light keeps you awake. Yes. So it's it is useful to have. And I have found it very, very useful, especially in the winter months in my office to kind of prolong that. And I might want to come home and continue to do something, or I may be working at home. And it's then like, like four or five in the evening, you know, we live in the UK, so it's dark here at that Mm -hmm. time. Um, It's really, really good to have then. However, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, I I don't want that light on. In fact, if I know from experience that if I, if I spend all day with that light on, I, I do want to turn it off after a while because it, it is in some ways too much. Yeah. Um, and I think probably, probably changing, changing around if you can, if you can make it change at the same time that, that your computer screen changes, that's probably, that's probably yeah. the ideal really. If everything kind of changed temperature at the same time, because you'd, it, it is it is really good for kind of uh, stimulating your brain and keeping you awake because that's what it does. Mm. Um, but you but you don't want it to stimulate your brain and keep you awake when actually it's time to start winding down. I yeah I do I do have um in an, a yellow uh, automatic like routine that comes on around like five thirty six, um, and it's really weird because when like it doesn't matter so in pretty much when I'm weeknights uh um, i like i don't tend to set it to white uh, because it's already on and it'll be in the typical candle you know um you know more orangey light or yellowy light kind of style so i won't do it on the weeknights but on when i'm in here saturday sunday uh and i'm in here for the morning the light isn't on so i will set it to white and when on on weekends when it's like 5 36 o'clock it will it will automatically change and it's like whoa that's that's not that's not okay like it's so orange in here like how am i supposed to do anything so i'll change it back to white and then it'll pretty much be white until i go to bed and i'm like i need to go to bed now but i'm Mm. i'm fairly strict with and like uh, especially when i'm at home i'm really strict with going to bed so i don't really mind because i know that i need to go so much time before to actually wind down for uh 10 o'clock whatever i suppose i suppose like i don't really have too much input on that because I probably wouldn't have like I probably would have Philips you in the offices don't get me wrong but like the way mine are all configured is just like I very rarely touch any of the lighting like I don't set the lighting it just does it automatically right so yeah so so I will occasionally change it to something like like I've got a, a different app called Hue Party which basically God like actually emulate yeah, which emulates kind of like you can set it to candle flickering, which is quite nice when you want to relax. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Where, um, um, as soon as like, you said party, I saw disco and I was like, oh god, no, god no, because it's like got a strobe mode, which will give you an epileptic fit <laughs> um, if you've got epilepsy. Um, but I like, like I echo Jules's sentiments. Like I want to, in the mornings, the lights come on and they they, they come on in like a quite a bright like the white light to try and like wake you up. It's no, not so much an issue. Like it's not so much noticeable right now because it's already light in the mornings because it's some, like it's summertime. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's quite, like it's quite light early on. 
but in the winter then yeah they they will fade in starting like 6:30 and then you know it kind of gives you but then the, the you know the living room lights will go off and it's kind of almost a signal for me to go to bed as well if i'm sat on the sofa watching tv and my the hue lights go off it's like right it's time for you to go to bed because they're on like this automatic random setting between 11 and 12 or whatever and then upstairs the at that point in time like about eight o'clock at night the bedroom lights come on and uh, in like quite a dim like warm light and that's purely because i don't want that bright light to kind of disrupt my sleeping pattern like i want it to be more like it's a relaxing place to be it's time to relax it's time to go to sleep is yeah i think i think this is quite interesting so obviously the, the discussion about lighting there just kind of goes to show that there's more to a workspace or more to being productive than just that one because like I say, we were talking about desks at the start, but there's, yeah. there's way more to it than that. And, you know, when, when we think about how, um, you know, what we would want ideally, which of course, you know, I've got tons of notes in my notebook that I, uh, in my OneNote that I found talking about what I'd want from an ideal office. And it's the extra parts of it too. It's things like the, the, you know, the bag that you carry with you everywhere so that you can mm. be productive anywhere. It's the, how your bedroom lights come on or come, uh, go off, um, to kind of make sure that you're in this kind of good state for, for productivity. It's, it's super interesting. Um, yeah. you could end up, you could end up like making a, you know, a, a smart house specifically just to, just to have a, a smart office, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I don't, um, like those, those, those things are really valuable. The thing I don't want to do is do something that only works in the space that I set it up in. For example, which is really annoying is the fact that I want, <laughs> And I'm working on a solution for this. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I want the iMac to be in both my office at home and the, the office at Hark HQ. And I don't really know what to do about that. Like the display on the, the iMac is now like, I need that everywhere. And I need to work on a solution for that. But um, going back to the desks, um, last thing I wanted to mention was uh, chairs. So... Jules, I have some news. Mm-hmm. I have taken the arms off my chair here at home. Wow. So How you, are you finding it? Uh, it's really, it's actually really confusing. Uh, for a bit of background, Jules has been a long um, fan of no arms on chairs. And I have always, by default, had arms on my chairs. I have them at the one, my office. Uh, the, sorry. I have them on the chair at Huck HQ. And I have them uh, on the chair down south, but I've removed them from the one the office down south, and the the, the chair in the office at home. And um, it's actually it was a really weird thing to do because I didn't realize how much I relied on those arms being there. Like I would use them to locate the chair for where where I should sit, or use them to lean on to you know like find where I where, well where I need to sit, or like you know push up or. Um, do things like that and I would end up like kind of sitting like half off a chair and nearly falling it's really really weird but it's kind of gone now but it does feel nice to be able to be right into the desk without having these things at your side yeah that's that is definitely one part of it so being able to tuck myself because I'm I'm quite tall so therefore as a general rule every desk that I've sat at I tend to have quite high like the desk sorry the chair is quite high up Mm. um so 
often when you've got arms that are integrated into these chairs, it means that you're just it's banging against the desk when you try and go under it. So that's one thing. Um, another thing is that I tend to sometimes sit on them at different angles. So I don't necessarily yeah. always sit facing forward. I might sit like... To th- with, you do that cool you know, style where you, you put the, you know, you, you could sit the chair backwards and you're facing forwards, right? Like a cool kid with your, your like, cat facing like backwards. Like Commander Riker. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the Riker <laughs> maneuver. Um, I, I, I do do that sometimes, actually, don't I? But I often, I think what you'll find is I often, when I'm talking to somebody who's next to me, I tend to like tuck one of my legs in under the other yeah. leg and then kind of lean against the back of the chair mm-hmm. like from a side i don't know if that I've, description i've really, seen that no i get uh, it. I, I know what this looks but you've, like you, but you've seen me do it you've yeah. seen me do it and i i just find that um it's easier to be it's easier for me to be comfortable on a chair like that than it is for me to be comfortable on a chair that has arms because i cannot move like to the left and to the right on that on that chair and i've had no arms on my chairs at home for as long as I've had desks mm. at home. And it's it's one of those things that when I get one at, at an office, I, I always tend to remove the arms as, as quickly as possible. I originally did this at the office down south because I was having some RSI problems and wanted to be situated, like sat basically higher to, for my arms to be down to the keyboard and not just straight across, basically. And not that I'm that small. I mean, they weren't like that, but it, it kind of felt like that. Um, and I couldn't get in properly into the desks and i couldn't go higher because there were these stupid massive arms on it so i kind of removed those there and i was like this is okay uh the reason i was doing it down here is a similar reason but also because i'm going to be getting that corner desk there is no way i would be able to get fully into that corner or be able to use the space in in the corner because i would be good point further away so i was like i'm gonna have Mm. to do it here and I've now raised the chair higher as high, you know, the highest it will go. Um, and it does feel like way better. I can't do it at the one right now at Hark HQ unless we order a new chair. Because um, the, the back will just fall off and it'll be a, a sunbathing bed anyway uh, instead. Yeah. Yeah. Some um, some chairs, the arms, I kind of hold the back up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I prefer chairs where the, the arms are. Uh, are optional so that you can just completely remove them. Mm. Um, I it's interesting because I've tried a few different chairs in the past. I tried these ones the way you like they're like stools that you kind of kneel on. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well. Right, where it's supposed to give you good posture. Yeah, and I've also tried the uh, inflatable exercise balls where you sit on them and they are supposed to give you good posture too. And I've had good experiences with them. Um, but I wouldn't use those in a office with other people. They 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 were always fine for me when I was working at home, mm. but not so much like in an office with um, with other people around me. I don't know. I just didn't feel as uh, maybe maybe I felt more self conscious because you're bouncing on this ball when you're working or something. I don't know. But um, I did like them. I did find they were they were useful to have. Uh, I think more options is better than less options. So I think. I, I've talked before about how I would love to have a, a standing desk at home. And mm-hmm. next time I kind of upgrade my office, uh, the standing desk is going to happen. It's, you know, I've been, I've been wanting it for long enough now that I think that's, that's going to happen. Especially when you have a studio. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. 
Well, I, actually, this is this is quite funny. I was looking through my just on the Surface Studio. I was looking through my um, my notes in one note when I was looking for desks, and I found one from. I'm just looking at the date. So, the first of February, 2015, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, I've got some drawings, digital drawings in there of of like what I could want from a from a desk, and uh, I kind of I was leaning towards the idea of having. Uh, like architects desks that can be you know you can angle them you can raise them up and right. put them at angles because then you can draw on them uh, at, yeah. like a nice a nice convenient angle but it turns out that of course the surface studio does uh, the screen itself goes to that yeah. angle so um i just found it quite funny that i was drawing i was drawing pictures of me using a screen on a architect's desk but actually Microsoft made something that that was the mm-hmm. architect's desk instead. Um, but I think, yeah, I think if I have a Surface Studio, I think having a standing desk so that I could stand up and draw on it at that angle would be absolutely amazing. But I would still want to be able to sit down at some point. I think having a nice chair without arms would be a good option, but um, perhaps having a stool or something too would, might be nice. Jordan, arms? Eh, eh, arms? Typically, I've always been one of those uh, you know those big kind of office chairs with those fixed arms on them. You know you you've seen my kind of cream one, which is now more like a grayish color because it's so dirty. Um, nice. <laughs> nice images being down. Yes, yes, very nice images indeed. I I don't mind. Like I I don't really have a preference, as it were. But um, when I'm down south at the southern, the southern office, we have these really nice chairs i actually really like them because they have the ability uh, i really like them um because you can basically fold the left and the right arm down if you don't want arms and fold them back up so you don't have to actually physically take them off which is really really nice um so i used to have them up and i will switch between them but what i find is that the desk height if i want to be like tucked directly under my desk with my back up straight um and at most places um, I have to lower my chair to get my, the arms underneath, right? So this makes it, but then I'm not at the right height, which is really uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 the like the, the clacking as well, the restriction, and then the banging and things like that annoys me. It's like the sides hitting and stuff. Really, yeah, exactly. Really so, me. so I'm 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 like an armless person. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm like an armless person um, down south, um, and I would probably like to have that same type of chair in, well, that same kind of functionality in my chairs moving forward, and then I can have the choice. I don't really want to be tied down to either arms or no arms, and then if I want arms, I have to like screw them in. You know, that just seems yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what I would have to do if I if I decided suddenly that I wanted them, is I would have to attach them, um, and I don't think I even kept them. Quick question. Do you ever want arms? Is there any? Sorry, Jules. Is there any? Is there any reason why you you want would want arms on your chair? Me? Yeah. To to rest your arm on the, the when um, you're doing some no, kind of Jules like... specifically, like he doesn't. He doesn't say that's a yeah, problem. Yeah, for, for situations where I'm not sat at a at a, at a desk, sure. Um, it's Fine. it's the it's the it's the sitting and working at a desk. I do not want arms. Okay. However, if I'm sitting in an in an armchair. <laughs> well, I, I, I was thinking. I'm, I'm talking only about office and desk chairs here. 
Yeah, I I don't think so. Um, I don't you know. Can come back to me on I, that one. Yeah, I, I think that's something. That is definitely something to, yeah. to think about. I mean, I just, I think for me, I really like the idea of more flexibility. So being able to stand for some of my day, to be able to sit for mm. some of my day, to be able to kind of move around more. I think I would prefer more movement and kind of less, less having, maybe less having a desk at, at the office that uh, that I'm sat at all the time. But I think I will always want a home office, like a home area that is my main base. If I ever want to do any of my quarterly reviews or sit down and think deep about, you know, any kind of, any of the stuff that I'm working on, that for that deep work, I, I it's always going to be that home office is my, is my preferred place. So I think having, having that set up the best is, is, is my kind of first thing here. And I don't really see any situation that I'd want arms in that, in that kind of situation, but yeah, standing, standing. Yes. Arms. Mm, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. But just as a slight, slightly off, it's not really off topic, but I kind of talked about our, like our, how we set up our offices and that kind of stuff. And, what our ideal setup is something I've noticed recently. And I don't think it's because I'm reading a lot more about it, but I, when I'm down in the Southern office and it's quiet, it's a, generally speaking, it's a very quiet office anyway, cause it's kind of like born out of the old, like way of working where everyone's quite quiet. It's quite quiet office versus ours up at Hart HQ where it's, it's kind of very busy all the time. Yeah. The the offices uh, in the south as well. They're also they're, they're softer rooms. Like we have hardwood flooring that makes a huge difference. But yeah, true. That is true. That is true. But I'm just thinking that I'm starting to prefer the idea of like a more like like I like. I don't know about you. I know you Jules sometimes get a little bit annoyed at this, but. And it's rightly so, but it's a loud office up north. And when you're trying to do work or you're trying to do things, there's so many distractions around that it's it's difficult to keep jacked in to get the stuff that you're doing done. And I think that is partly down to the layout as well as, like, I think the layout is 30, 40, 50% of that problem. I think if we found a layout that would work oh, man, a little I, bit more. I, I've actually I've actually been working on this and I have something that's really interesting, but this is, we'll have to go through this together. Um, but continue. Yeah. And I'm thinking more and more is like as we move and the company grows and stuff that I would like to figure out a way of having that semi-open plan office where there is a way of you not being interrupted or it's, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I, it's not in a, don't get me wrong. I think it's great to collaborate and I'm not like, I think everyone yeah, in the office would probably absolutely. agree with me. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I but, think we would do really well from having a quiet area and somewhere that was not just a separate part of the room, but somewhere was that like a physical like wall separating part because you can't just put up you know a um you know a what do they call them like a cubicle wall right and just say that's this is inside here's the quiet part because the outside's still gonna get in it would have to still mm. be a quiet you know separate room yeah i ideally definitely um i think i think the the interesting thing here is that uh collaboration sometimes collaboration is is work and it's not a distraction because it's it is also work but it, i think it's more uh, recognizing the fact that sometimes 
especially, you know, software developers and architects and things like that. It's this ability to like focus without any kind of distraction on something that's like cognitively quite demanding mm. where um, you, you kind of, you've got complex information that you need to do something with and you need to produce some results with. And if you kind of remove a lot of the distractions, you actually get it done in, in less mm. time. Like um, I was thinking about this the other day, like some of the, some of the best things I've ever made have been in like two hours of ultra focused yeah. hacking. Power right? coding. Where, yeah. Where there's nothing, there's nothing else going on. And like in, in those two hours, you've done more than a day's worth of stuff yeah. that you do normally. And I think, you know, finding a way to be able to, to kind of, have both because the collaboration is absolutely necessary too because it otherwise is. you know for for a company like us that moves really really fast if we don't know what each other is doing we we kind of drop the ball and we we need that kind of communication so it's finding a way of getting both in there and and maybe like two hours of deep work a day and then the rest the rest kind of in this collaborative environment might be the way to go i don't know yeah i i have found that um noise cancelling because like, I know you tend to have yours at like the the ambient noise setting, don't you? Uh, but I have mine. Yeah, your headphones or if um, sometimes sometimes I do, but um, I often have it on noise cancelling. Okay, yeah. So I always have mine on noise cancelling, basically like completely dead, and it makes such a crazy difference. Like even just taking out the like base level hum of like general noises and people walking and then you've got like people's voices and you can, you know, you can, you can have the ambient noise so you can hear those, but taking out that base level hum with people moving and moving a box or putting something down or making a coffee or, you know, like things like that, like there's no, there's nothing going on. Like, and when you've got a large display, like we do, um, or just even to be fair, even if you've got a, a laptop that you're focused in on with, with noise cancelling, you don't have distractions and it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. Like yeah. just for those sessions. But yeah, noise cancelling uh love it. Absolutely love it. And um I've even I've even used I use it at home too. So like if I'm working in in my office at home, there's there's a lot less noise and distraction, but I still put them yeah, I still use them and listen to music that way. I don't have speakers in my office. I t- I use headphones instead. I yeah. And um I find them I find them really good for getting me into that kind of focus state. Uh, I often listen to music to code by, by Carl Franklin, which I think is a fantastic thing to, if you, if you just want to focus on code, I think that's a really good choice. There's the other one as well. The, the, the girl talk. Is that? I do. Yeah. I listen to, to girl talk and other things too. I listen to a lot of pop music, but, um, but Carl Franklin's music to code by is one specifically that I use for like deeper work rather than just kind of general I'm going through emails and I need some music on in the background. Yeah, I I, I kind of use music as like a power coding thing. Like my the music I typically listen to is quite heavy, fast paced. Like yes, it is a lot of interesting stuff. So it keeps me active. Any anyone have any wrapping up comments? Anything they want to mention? I, no, no, I don't think no, so. Not, <laughs> no, I think silence and then everyone speaks up. Um, yeah, the. It's 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 an interesting one. I think we've covered quite a, a broad yeah. Like it's interesting how all this stuff fits in. Like yeah, it's kind of like like how how you know we we go from to Rio Toro, which is also saying is it's not just what have you got on your desk. It's okay. 
here's your lights here's the the color temperature of the lights is here's what what warmth or depth that you need uh, in terms of your actual space yeah. right and then you go into okay well what about layout okay what well, what's the difference between being at home or being at work or being in a coffee shop why or being in a coffee shop and also how do you get to the point where you can just go out of the house and you are prepared for whatever comes at you without yeah. carrying three tons of stuff around on your mm-hmm. back. Yeah. I mean that that I have that was a nightmare. I have two more comments. One is um that a fan in even though we live in England, a fan is definitely required. We have I typically have one of the small <laughs> USB ones. Um but the weird thing is I always have it pointing at my hands. Because I like my hands and my fingers to be cool um and not get warm. So that's a bit weird, but that yeah. Happens. Rather than rather than your face, you you got the you got them pointing at your hands, yeah. as, on the keyboard. Yeah, I will say though that this summer has been ridiculous to the point where, like uh, in the house down south, I had to go buy like a full on like you know like ten inch fan, a twelve inch fan that was just blasting everywhere at full speed because it was ridiculous. Um, but typically, like I've gotten away with just having um, a small USB fan. Uh, at my desk. The uh, the last one I would say as well is that I think I'd, I'd like to bring this topic up again, especially when I've kind of decided on how I'm going to solve a lot of the problems I've I think that I have, or you know, the, or just how I set this this these areas up. Because imagine like yeah, you know, I'm essentially doubling the space I have, and it's it's pretty like it's a quite a cool thing to think about. Like this desk has been amazing for me like i really really do love this desk and i've had it for four years now and i'm really looking forward to having just that extra side to say you know like okay this space is is the quiet space or you know or like this space is the podcasting space and just having those areas because when i'm not saying like i do a load of stuff but when i'm like i do podcasting and i do editing and i do coding and i do you know no no booking and having space for those without having to you know re- oh, i need to take the iMac off the desk is um is quite cool so we'll we'll check up on that yeah looking forward to it anything for anyone else no i just it'd be interesting to hear any kind of feedback from other people mm. uh, we'll be interested to hear what um what other people think so send us a message on twitter <laughs>